This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name's Phil. I'm sat here with Jake and Sam and we're going to be bringing you all the latest Leicester City fan news, views, gossip, transfers and more. So yes, welcome to our weekly podcast. We thought we'd have a little chat through some of the transfer news that has gone through. Obviously, uh, Sam, let's start with you. We've, we've made three transfers. Talk us through Patson Dakar. He looks the most exciting. Yeah, well, we've been uh, for the past few years we needed a striker, and it's it's finally happened where we have signed a new striker because the last proper one was probably Nacho, and he's only just started to look good this season through Vardy getting injured, really. So he's took his chance a bit on. So it's good to see that we've got now three solid strikers for next season that can rotate, especially when we've got more cup competitions and Europa League again this season. Yeah, Jake, I, I heard, I was speaking with one of our little insiders at the football club the other day, and, and he said Pats and Dakar already look sensational. They think they've really signed a super striker, somebody who's going to bring in plenty of goals for Leicester. He's only 22 years old. But he looks pretty exciting from what we've seen on YouTube. Yeah, he looks good from YouTube and obviously it's good news to hear that he's been doing well in training. Uh, it'll be quite good to see in the pre-season games that will be coming up soon um, how he performs really on the pitch. We've, we've seen him in his YouTube highlights, uh, but it would be quite good to see how he performs in a Leicester kit. Yeah, it's it's very different, isn't it, Sam, YouTube, to, to the reality. But he's got 82 um, appearances in the last few seasons and scored 54 goals. I can't remember exactly how many he scored last season, but he, he got quite a lot, didn't he, for yeah, Salzburg? I think it was almost a goal every game when it came to an average doubt. Because there's only a few teams in the in the Austrian league, and they're not, they're not, say, they're not the best, they're not Premier League quality, but... We've seen it with players like Mares and Kante. They were playing for no-bit clubs in the middle table of the second French league. And they they both gone to be playing Champions League, winning Champions League, regular starts for Chelsea and Man City. So that seems to be our motto, is to sign these youngsters, make them good and see through. We've definitely got a good team that knows how to hire these players. So I have every faith that once he puts Lesha on, he could be bagging in the goals that we need for next season. 
I mean, I guess part of the question is going to be, is it going to be Jamie Vardy and Nacho or Pats and Dakar and Nacho or Vardy? I guess we'll start that question with you, Jake. Is, is, is Jamie Vardy past it or has he got one, one or two more seasons in him? How are we going to play with three, three strikers? Um, well, I think they're all different players in, in different circumstances. I think that uh, Pats and Dakar will slowly edge his way in. I think, yes, he'll be a Jamie Vardy replacement in the future. Uh, I don't think Jamie Vardy's going to shy away from the team. I think Pats and Dakar will learn a lot from Jamie Vardy playing with him in training, on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, Dakar's just come into the squad. And he's got so much that he needs to learn. I don't think he's going to be straight in the first team week in, week out. But also, Jamie Vardy now is coming, not to the, maybe not the end of his career, his whole footballing career, but it showed last season that he, he can't play all these games when we have FA Cup, League Cup, Europa League, the Premier League. He can't play week in, week out and perform to his 100%. So I think it, whether it will be rotation, whether it will be Jamie Vardy plays for 60 and then Dakar comes on for the last 40, whilst Dakar's still being pushed into the game, uh, I don't know. But I definitely don't think that Jamie Vardy's going to be shied away from the Leicester City side anytime soon. What, what, do you think, Simon, do you think Vardy was fit or do you think he was not fit last season? I mean, he effectively was ending up playing as a winger. Was that, yeah. was that to accommodate Nacho as a striker? What, what was going on there? I think at the end of it, there was a lot of injuries last season. And it, when it comes to Vardy, at, at this moment in time, a lot of fans class Vardy as the go-to player for Leicester. He's the person you can rely on. So when, when we have him, it's like if we put him on the wing, we know he can. We've seen him run down the ring. He's got the pace and that. Could he be a winger? No. He couldn't be a winger. We, he's not a winger. He's a striker. For me, we've got three strikers, and with how we're playing, they're all rotation strikers now. There shouldn't be anyone that's more preferred over anyone else because Nacho was doing well last season. To the end of it, he got a bit shaky again, but we'll see if he comes back. He needs good form. Uh, like with any striker, with a goal comes confidence with them. So we, I think they'll all just be rotation players. They'll all just bouncing off each other because when it comes to it, from the start of the season... And if we carry on in Europa League, we'll be playing two, two matches every week, week in, week out. So the, Vardy can't do 180 minutes every week. We saw it when he got injured and that. He, could, he couldn't come back. He couldn't do 90 minutes, really. He was struggling and that. So it would be hard for him to do 180 every week. So I think each of them will probably get a good game in. Like, over the two weeks, we play two matches. Like, the one week, we play two matches. Everyone will get a good game in because we, we just need to rotate players now. That's the model we're going for. I mean, Jay, Ian Nacho, he was on fire at the end of last season or the second half of the season, and which timed perfectly with Jamie Vardy being injured and then out on the wing. I'm still a bit dubious. Nacho looks very good while there was no fans in the ground, yet we went to the Wembley match and he suddenly looked back to the nervous, didn't really want to touch the ball, couldn't control it. Nacho, I, I, I do question and slightly worry what, what sort of player Nacho is going to be next season. I'm, I'm not quite sure I'm convinced. What do you feel? Um, I think he's very much a confidence player, and I think that when the fans aren't in the stadium, if he does make a bit of a mistake, you know, if something happens, you can sort of hear the crowd, you know, the ums and ahs, a bit of moaning when a player makes a bit of a mistake. And I think when there's no crowd there, Nacho's not got that, so he doesn't have that confidence knock. Whereas... When fans were in the stadium and when we played in the FA Cup final against Chelsea, 
he did make a couple of mistakes and there was a bit of ums and ahs and I think that gets to Nacho quite a bit which you don't really want for a player that's going to be playing in front of 30 to 80,000 fans week in week out um, but I think it's just something that he needs to learn in his own game really and with fans potentially or more than likely going to be all back in the stadiums for the new season I think that it's only something that time will tell I think if he starts playing the first four, five, six games and with the fans in the stadium and he makes a couple of mistakes and doesn't let that pass, uh, then you can definitely tell that it was the crowd that not being there that really kept his confidence going because he didn't have that negativity behind him. I think I'm going to, I mean, I assume is Jamie Vardy our, our winger for next season. I, I think he might be our winger for next season. I think as a short term it keeps Vardy in the side and it also, I thought he looked all right on the wing. He, he knows where to run. He, he's not going to cross the ball, but he did create quite a few assists. Sam, you definitely think he's not going to be a winger. I think we shouldn't like bank on him. We, should, we shouldn't definitely go into the start of the season saying, right, Vardy, you'll be playing as a winger because which side does he... When we see him play, he's playing left wing, but that's where Barnes is going to play. I think what we'll do is we'll set up with... A normal defence in midfield and the strikers all they'll all be different because we've got quite a lot of forwards depending on how you want to play it. Now we've got Sumer in the back. Do you play him with Ndidi or is he an Ndidi rotation? So do you play two central defensive midfielders and less strikers or wingers or do you play just Ndidi with a winger and a winger? You've got, we've got so many options now coming through the team. It's hard to say how we will set up and... When we get players like Justin back and when Ricardo's fully in back, because we saw him at the end of last season, what's his position? Winger, wing back. So do we need another winger if we've got Ricardo coming in and Barnes? Would they be both wingers, wing backs, or Brighton if he stays at the club? I think with the thing, Vardy's a striker, and I think he was just he was just covering for the end of last season because we didn't have that Barnes. We didn't really have anyone on the left side because Luke Thomas couldn't push up. We obviously don't have Chilwell anymore. Luke Thomas is more of a left-back than more of a left-wing-back because he's young. He still needs to introduce how to track back and track forward. Because we saw it with Chilwell. He was very good at tracking forward, but he wasn't good at tracking back. So it's difficult to say where these players will play. But I think when the time comes, I think every player could perform. I think you just know Jamie Vardy's reliable, which is why we stuck him on the wing for the end of last season. But when Barnes comes back in, I think Vardy will come more into the striker position and like I said, we've got three options there now, so it's hard to say if we'll play two strikers, one striker, all three of them at the same time. Yeah, it's true, Jake, isn't it, what Sam's saying there about Harvey Bond? We've sort of forgotten, because he's been out injured for a long time, we've forgotten what a player he was looking like. And again, it's almost like signing a thirty, forty million pound player when he comes back into the team, potentially. Yeah, obviously Harvey Barnes is a great player and was a great asset for us in the first half of last season until he got injured. But I think when he did get injured, it only showed that we were sort of missing that winger. For the fact that Jamie Vardy, near the end of the season, was playing on the wing, it's almost we need someone there who can sort of fill in that sort of gap. And I think that that's what Leicester will be trying to do for the next season is looking for a top quality winger because we've we've tried it before you know Diabate and Gazelle and they've not really performed to the standard I, th I think that the club wanted them to perform so I think now it's probably time uh, looking at Berardi and that's a target that Leicester are looking at for the summer transfer window I think you have to sort of get to a point where okay these these 10 million play like sort of potential bargain players are not working 
So we have to splash the cash a bit. If we really need a player there, sort of splash the cash a bit on a player we sort of know is going to perform and know can do the job when needed rather than a player that is a potential and potentially is almost a bit of a waste of money because when you look at Diabate and Gazelle, it's almost like they've not really done anything. They've gone out on loan and now it's looking like they're not going to be playing for us at all next season. So I think it gets to a point where with Leicester, we now have to push to get a top quality winger to fill that gap. I'm not saying that Harvey Barnes uh, will not play all the time, but you know, with different teams, with different scenarios, if you're playing one team, it could, it could be a completely different setup to, set to another team. We saw it where uh, Mark Albright wasn't really fitting in, even though he's such a predominant player for Leicester and has been for many years. It sometimes just doesn't work out for him. And same with Harvey Barnes. Sometimes Harvey Barnes can look shadowed playing against some teams. So I think we really need a player that can sort of fill in that sort of gap that we're missing. So just so that Jamie Vardy doesn't have to play on the wing, because I don't think that's a position that he really shines the most. He played well, but I still think that we need a predominant winger who plays week in, week out as a winger and knows exactly what to do and fits in the squad. Uh, Sam touched on Sumare as well, um, box-to-box midfielder, 22-year-old. Obviously, we signed him for about 20, 23 million, something like that, last week. Um, where, where is he going to fit in? Again, you've got Ndidi there, who is our sort of defensive midfielder. You've got Tillemans, who's got a bit more flair. Dennis Pratt is another box-to-box midfielder. I would class him as so... You know, is this just strength in depth we're building for Europa League and FA Cup, League Cup, Premier League team? I think personally, I think we're going to sell one of the midfielders we own at the moment because we—he's a very—we've got Mendy as well as in Diddy and Chowdhury, Kieran Drewsby Hall as well, T. Elements. We've got so many midfield options at the moment. Pratt as well. Forgot about him. He like the, I, I Sumer's not going to want to come from winning League One to coming to Leicester to sit on the bench. He's going to want to come and play. That's what his idea is. So whether he gets into the team first, like straight away, is a different question. But I don't think we've signed him with the intention of keeping all of our midfielders. I think the likes of Chowdhury might be on his way. Kieran Drewsby Hall might be going. Maybe Pratt. They're all these players that are in or out a bit, they're, probably, they're all very good enough to play for another Premier League side week in, week out. We see that when, when they play. You see Pratt before he got injured. He would have been playing in Madison as well in the midfield. If, he, if, if all these players are like in and around the club, who's going to play and who's going to go? Who's going to want to sit on the bench for a whole season? Because you see Sumer, is he going to come in and replace Mendy? Is Mendy going? Is he going to come in and play alongside of Ndidi? It's hard to say, but I think he's, he's come to the club to play and I think he's definitely come for an upgrade, so... I think he's going to try and push for the first team place. But my fear is that we might be selling a midfielder, if not a key one like Tillemans or Madison might be going this season. Because they're still in like Euros mode, not really in the selling things. Belgium did just get knocked out. So when Tillemans comes back into the club, is he going to talk about signing a new contract with us? Is he going Liverpool? Madison, he's training, he's in off-season. Is he staying? Is he trying to train hard for us? Or is he training to look for another club? All these youngsters like Chowdhury, is he going to go to a Newcastle club to get first-team football? It's hard to say at the moment. So we just have to see what happens. 
I did see some of Madison's training in Spain. It looked rather entertaining, Jake, some of that. But uh, do you think Madison might leave Leicester or who do you fear we may let go of? Um, I've got more fear of losing Tielemans than I do Madison. Um, I think that Arsenal are looking at signing Madison. I don't think that would be a potential upgrade, in my opinion. I think it would be an upgrade in terms of Arsenal are a bigger club than Leicester City uh, in terms of fan base and their global sort of awareness um, and fan base. But um, I think with Tielemans, I've got more... <clears throat> more fear of him leaving with the likes of Liverpool coming in you know Tielman's had a good uh, good time at the Euros he did pretty well their team got pretty far but yeah I think I I think if anyone's going to leave it'll be Tielman's I think I don't think Madison leaving would be the right move for him I don't think that's the right track to get him into um, the England side if that's really what he's pushing for and progress his career I think that um, if the likes of Man United came in for Madison, I'd, I'd be all fair play. You know, it's Man United, they're doing really well at the moment. He's got a better chance of getting in the England side, but Arsenal is just, I'm not, I'm not thinking that's a good choice for him. No, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Well, so far this week, we've, we've signed um, uh, Pat Sundaka and we've signed, signed Sumeri and Ryan Bertrand. Um, it's going to be an interesting one to see who stays, who goes, who else we sign. So thanks for listening to this Leicester Fan TV podcast. Thanks for all our partners. Join us on the next show with uh, more Leicester City Fan Chat. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pals at ADT Taxis, Beat Me, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Moyer Wade Interiors, and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.